Dear friend, let's discover more of who we are together. Love, Haley and Amanda. Hello, dear friends. Hello, everybody. Thanks for tuning in this week. We always appreciate your time. We're separate but together in spirit today. We're Haley's at her parents' house. I'm at my house, but we're really excited about today's episode because it is with the Miles sisters, even though they're both married and have different last names. They were originally the Miles sisters and still continue to be. They've been logging Miles for a long time, but it's so special. And we wanted to have them on, not just because they're so creative and doing such wonderful stuff in the world that's interesting, but because and, and inspiring. Yes. Um, but because they are such dear friends, they're some of the two people in the world that we think maybe understand how much of a connection we have, actually. Or just like how how close dear friends can really be. And they happen to be sisters. So if you are interested in um, getting inspired about maybe doing something you have had in the works, but you're just like not sure about putting yourself out there, this is the episode for you for sure. Uh, these sisters are independently really creative on their own. So Kara, the younger sister, she is an amazing actress and she's been an actress for most of her life, honestly, like she's been doing it uh, professionally though as well. And she is recently a playwright. Um, And then Courtney, if you want to tell about Courtney Healy. Courtney is a a visual artist. She's a painter, has her master's in painting. Um, I met her through the university and we became really dear friends with her together. And she does her own fine art and is pretty accomplished and also does these incredible murals that you'll just die about. And we actually call them and they are in the Bahamas currently doing a mural project together. So they've been doing murals together for several years now, probably I think since Courtney's been doing murals, Kara has been assisting her similar to you and I, how I assist you in murals. But I think Kara is got a lot of that art creativity, artist creativity with her too. So they've come together to be the mural sisters, Dallas mural sisters. And so in, in the interview today, like Haley said, they're in the Bahamas. And if you are watching the YouTube channel, they come in matching outfits that are hysterical <laughs> and adorable. Um, and really, we just get to hear their amazing story of their sister friendship, them as independent creatives, and then them coming together with their all of this, all their experiences into this new project that they're doing, which is a play that they're putting on for the Edinburgh Fringe Fringe Festival, which is huge, and that they're going to the festival this year. And Haley and I are actually going to be a part of the play, like a small part, just to support them. Uh, So you're going to get to hear all about it. I think you're going to fall in love with these sisters. Uh, They're our friends, and we fell in love with them even more after this interview. So you guys are going to freak. Enjoy. Well, I'm here wearing my Marie Antoinette t-shirt. Do you guys I'm see jealous. this? You see this t-shirt? It oh. looks like Barbie. Everyone loves this shirt when I wear it. I get compliments. It's almost it's my- like. Yeah, it was fun. Uh, yeah, we're very, very excited about our merch. You made me want to change. <laughs> Put it on. <laughs> If you are listening only right now, you should go to our YouTube channel and watch because these sisters are really dressed special. Um, I know we always we like to dress the same, and we drive her husband insane. Yeah, it's always like, don't do that, and we go change. We casually do it like if we have a holiday for Thanksgiving or something, we will do it every single day. There was one year where. Courtney and I planned our outfits where we were matching every single day on a trip and nobody said anything. No one even noticed in our family. We do it all the time. Or they they noticed and they just chose to ignore it. (laughs) That's our, basically our life. They notice us, but they choose to ignore us. 
Do you know that um, Amanda and I always say like we get into these situations and it all of a sudden we realize that we're in our own world and we say that we're at Dairy Queen. It's a long story, but it's like you realize you don't belong where you are. You're just in your own world with your person. Yes. (laughs) In a dreamland where they tip blizzards upside down. Yeah, no, totally beautiful. I just want to give y'all money to go to a JC Penny and get your pictures taken. Oh my gosh, that would be epic. Olin Mills. Oh my gosh, Justin's. You know what? Like when I had my senior pictures taken, we all had them done, like in those that studio style, and then by Kara had hers. They were doing them really cool outside, and so like my pictures are ridiculously like embarrassing and then she has the coolest senior picture yeah Evan horned <laughs> yeah one of her friends but yeah yeah we so, went downtown and her pictures are so cool and mine are like in a mall like, yeah where I'm like <laughs> but I think those are actually cooler now if I could okay. go back I'd get I'd go full on Justin's full Maybe on we'll start a movement there has there is a movement on TikTok where people go to JCPenney or go and get their glamour shots done again because they miss the good old days glamour shots. Yeah, I miss church directory pictures. Oh, yes. oh. oh my yeah. gosh, my mom yeah. would spend so much time on our outfits coordinating us for those. Yeah. If one hair was out of place, we were going to hear about it. Yeah. But one year they you can buy you know you can buy the rest of the family pictures. Well they had one where like it was me and oh my god me and like holding Kara, I think. And then my brother or one of us is like in a vignette in the side. You know what I mean? Like like in the side floating. Like, a floating head, like I know. And so, so majestic. Like I don't know why who they chose to put in the floating head. I would I want it. I call floating head. If we're doing this, I call floating head. I want to be, oh. I want to when we go to JCPenney's. So tell, tell us, cause your sisters, but your best friend's sisters, which we're going to get yeah. into that. Can you mm-hmm. kind of tell us about your upbringing together? Start, start from the beginning. We want to hear some sister stories. Okay. Um, okay. So I'm. <laughs> Well, and, and just to be clear, Courtney is the older sister. Kara is the younger sister. You can't tell. I'm like the you can't tell. Uh, You're- I know. Okay. So Kara was born, like I was 10, you know, so. Um, tell, t- say where you were when you found, you were at school. I was in school. And so I don't know when I found out when you were born, like they came in and I got to leave school early because my uh, sister was coming. So. Yeah, I don't know. I knew it was a girl, but um, everyone else thought it was a boy. So anyway, that would go so way, way. We've way always back. been connected. She knew. I know mm-hmm. from there, and I always tell her that like I raised my best friend. <laughs> We're just a really it worked because like we have like nine and a half years apart. But yeah. Anyway, we've been like she went to um, like she was our cheerleading. Like when I was a cheerleader, she was like our little like buddy that would come to our camps and she is and then floating was, head yeah but she was what you were, you were the vignette the floating oh, head. I was a floating head oh my god full circle um what's really funny is that Courtney kind of went to high school twice because Courtney went to high school when she went to high school but then she also taught high school and the same high school I went to high school at my school so I awesome yeah, I, I, I mean, we rode to school. We rode to school together. So I have a killer Spotify playlist of all the um, songs that we would listen to on our ride home, ride to and home from school. Work, school. Yeah, and um, <laughs> Corny would. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Work. Had that apartment downtown. So she would come spend the night. I would come spend night. the night on a school night, then ride to school with Courtney. We would uh, have our coffee outside, and you could see the skyline. And I remember those completely. That was really cool. That was really cool. Yeah. But we didn't really become best friends, best friends until later. 
I mean, we've always I mean, been I close. We were always close. <laughs> oh my god. No, okay. Can you edit that out? <laughs> we've always been best friends. It's okay. Not okay. out of her memory. <laughs> no. I don't know. Like, also, when I was in college, she spent her spring break in my dorm, like, hanging yeah. out with us. So. so we've always been close, and we've always um, chosen to. I did have my own friends my age. I will tell you. It doesn't sound like it. It does not sound. Like not the way I remember. No, you did because I met some of your awesome friends at your wedding from college. Oh yes, and I would tag tag along on my dates. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Let's not go there. No, please. It's so funny. There was a couple times I went on. Okay, this is what Courtney would do to me. She would be like, hey, let's go see the, let's go see a movie. Or like, hey, let's go do something. And then I would go be like, okay. Not knowing that Courtney was going on a date and she didn't want it to be a date. Okay, I've had to friend zone some people, okay? So she would bring me along, and then the look... No, actually, not all the time. I Sometimes I like the person. Yeah, sometimes we are just friends. That's true. Okay, I had plenty of dates without you, but So, yeah. so far, oh, dates, dates this, without. Is, this is getting so Grey Gardens-y. I just... <laughs> actually, That's our dreams, life scenario. God that? forbid anything happens to our husbands, but yes. we'll... Be fine. <laughs> Or we'll be fine. Come on. <laughs> I will tell you. I mean, like, we have been stuck on an island for two weeks together, and we have two more weeks. So we are a little bit, you're catching us at a very, like, together moment. We're so, always, we uh, also, we FaceTime every single day. Yes, I, I want you to say this, because this is real. Courtney mm-hmm. tells us this, that you stay on FaceTime together, like, throughout the entire day it's just on your phone sometimes she'll babysit my children <laughs> and he won't be like hey, i have to go to the other room can you watch my watch kids? And I'm like, okay i don't know what's gonna happen but like and you'll just I'll scream or something yes I mean, I'm, in, I'm in wisconsin and courtney is in dallas and so um, but currently in the bahamas but currently yeah. in the bahamas on a tiny island yeah are y'all getting yeah. island fever? Or are you just loving it? Um, I mean, we were here for work. So you know how you get on the job. It's you're enjoying it, but you're also like ready. Like we had three jobs here, three murals here. And so we're on our last one that we just started today. And we feel like excited, but it's also like work. And I mean, it's pretty like when you look out the window, it's pretty. And we do have, uh, they don't drive cars on the island. We so. have a golf cart. And so you drive your golf cart around. I mean, we've had some really beautiful <laughs> moments. Courtney really likes hitting those turns in the golf cart. <laughs> we had all our luggage in the golf cart. And Courtney, I knew a, a turn was coming and she got on it. And our luggage flew out. Well, it sounds like you're you're making memories, which was good. Oh my gosh, so many. Yeah. And so when when did it I mean, I know you you've been best friends forever, but when did it like the bond seal like of this best friendship for and, you guys? And you weren't just sisters, you who were friends, you were actually each other's best friend. Maybe when you moved to Ew. No, like when we like <laughs> This is touchy, I guess. Louisiana? Yeah, no, when you moved to Louisiana. Okay. Yeah, maybe when... Because in college, like... I mean, No, I was friends with you. We were, like, very good friends. But we were also, we've had times where, like, we were, like, busy doing tons of stuff. Yeah. You know? I I mean, we were best for, you know? Yeah, so maybe after I moved, and then we had... It it became more crucial to hang out with each other because we missed each other. Mm. And so, yeah. We didn't start facetiming every day until i moved to wisconsin though literally in the morning she'll be my wake-up call i wake her up how did that start why did it start why is it continuing i think it's because we um you'll turn it on i don't know i mean this is pre-pandemic really (laughs) yeah (laughs) pre-pandemic 
pandemic. I know. So like everyone caught up with us. I mean, I think it's just we would turn it on and you know how it used to have the TV on and in the background and it just made you feel not, I don't know, like you're doing work and you just felt connected to other people. Yeah, you think it's just like she'll do her laundry. I mean, we'll just be doing laundry and just carry the phone around. Sometimes we'll just leave the room. Like for a long time. I mean, we hang up when one thing good, okay, is that you can hang up at any time. That's the truth. And this is how it's different from talking on the phone to Courtney and then talking on the phone to like my mom, you know, like sometimes because you'll have to like transition your you feel bad about having to get off the phone. Oh well, I gotta go. What are you gonna do the rest of the day? Have a good day. And we're like, bye, you know. But like Courtney, sometimes we'll just hang up. So I think if you can just get off the phone fast, that's the key. The key to the that's thing. the key to be able to talk on the phone it's just immediate and no one's feelings are hurt because it's just no one's feeling busy yeah. yeah yeah i've i've been around while this is happening and it, it it's so true it, you're in the background and then you hang up yeah right it's, all, it's awesome also tell our listeners what you're i'm sorry what what you're saved what Kara's saved as in your phone Sister best friend. <laughs> sister best friend. And she's um I, in my phone, she's sister best friend. Yeah. What do you think this bond is like like there's so many sisters who are close, but I think it's well, I think we always say it's so rare to even have like a friendship like we have, you know, where we're so close. We don't feel like a lot of people understand it, but we think you guys have that with each other. Do you agree? Mm-hmm. I'm around y'all. I, and I say it, I probably bring up Kara a lot, but I, I feel like it's, it's just, y'all have the same, except for y'all are, y'all are sister, best friends. We are like chosen sisters. No, it feels the same. I don't know what it is. We are very similar. And like, and I think that's it. I think we're both similar. And then both of us are like extremely narcissistic. So we want to be best friends with ourselves. That's her, not me. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but, but you know, what's really sweet Kara is because we spend a lot of time with Courtney that she really thinks the world of you. And she's like your biggest supporter. I mean, even when you're mm-hmm. not around, like she just thinks you are the best thing since sliced bread and it's the sweetest thing. And it's the same of her. Yeah. No. So it's, it, you might be narcissistic, but you, you aren't about each other. No, you think no. the other one's the best. Yeah. I don't think you're narcissistic, but <laughs> <laughs> Courtney's like, I don't know about her. Well, so, okay. We, we wanted to talk about this, that you, you know, Courtney, you're an artist, a wonderful artist. And we, we, we did all this in the intro. We put, we, we said all this stuff about the both of you and Kara, you're a wonderful, very talented actress and now playwright. Right. And, yeah. um, so you, you both have your areas of creativity that you're, you're really strong in, but now you guys have recently come together, working together, um, like on this mural in the past, how did, why did y'all decide to do that? How did that come about? Um, for working on murals together. Well, cause I saw, you, you know, your Instagram changed to like Dallas. I am like, Dallas Mural Sisters. Yeah, we we did change. For me, I just feel like, A, I am a reluctant muralist. Yeah, that's what we always <laughs> say. She never set out to be a muralist. It just kind of happened. <laughs> and it's I do enjoy it on some aspects of it, but I don't like to do it by myself. And then she started, um, you know, and then we, when we think back, we used to both help my dad on murals because he was a an artist and did murals. And so honestly, mm. I, when I look back, she's always kind of been there, and, been I, there. and she's really very, very talented at keeping, um, like she paints very clean. So like I come up with like, the, that's what I can do. I'm, I'm like the cleaner upper after, um, like I, I get those lines. Yes. Go after, but after, and she's really good at that. And she can tell me like that doesn't look good or like or hey fix this yeah and like most people, anyone else I think I would be like eh. yeah, yeah get mad at her. so I still get mad at her but we like you know it's just but also along with being sister best friends we can get mad at each other and then just be over it and be like you want to go to Wendy's 
you know? We never go to Wendy's, but yeah. <laughs> but we could. We could be like, you want to go to Wendy's? Yeah. It's very true. It's like with that kind of relationship, you can get over stuff so fast where if it was someone else, I would be like, I'm holding this against you for the rest of your life. I know. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> no but um and so I just felt it was just more fun and I'm trying to give myself a break from the pressure of like doing like fine art paintings I just need a break I had like twins I just had so much going on now they're two and a half and I'm just trying to I'm right now I'm feeling very creative with what we're about to work I mean what we're working on together her play and so I'm like getting it. So I just was, I think, you know, just like by joining us together and doing it, Dallas Mural Sisters, it just made me feel like it wasn't all on me, you know? Yeah. I don't know. And it's more fun with your friend. Yeah. You know? And it's a reason to fly her down and do work. Yeah. Together. Fly her down for all of yes. our murals. Like all our murals. Well, I mean, the, the tickets have been so cheap because of the pandemic. So I don't right. know, like, I'll just have to up my price. Um, you know, to, you know, cause she's good. You know, she is good. But, Do you enjoy doing the painting, Kara? Yeah. I, well, I enjoy, I don't enjoy doing the painting. Well, yeah, I do. I, I enjoy being with my sister is the yeah. main thing. Um, we have fun and, um, it is like, it's I work. can just, it just work. I can disassociate when I'm doing it and then just go off into and go off into my Dairy Queen, you know, <laughs> but we <laughs> So, um, oh, I get what you're saying because of y'all. Yeah. Okay. Um, also, do you do that, Haley? When you're, do you disassociate and go off into Dairy Queen in your mind? Uh, you- all the time. Yeah. Yes. Well, and we always, yeah, y'all paint together. Yeah, we, I, I assist her. I'm not, she's I my would Cara. Not be an equal part. I would not, I would not be a mural sister. I'm like the monkey that holds buckets and like, no, she, or brushes. she paints the stuff like you were saying, like does clean lines. I'm the project manager. She pushes me too hard. Yes. But we always talk about whenever we're on those mural job sites, people, I think, think of murals as so glamorous and it's so not glamorous. Oh. Gosh. No, it's like, it's like what people think I do versus what I actually do is mm-hmm. so different. Mm-hmm. It's you versus your floating head. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like you guys even being you're in the Bahamas right now painting this beach house that sounds very dreamy and I know it's a great experience but the truth of it is that it's work. Yeah. And it's like hard laborious work and messy. And my back hurts, you know, and it's uh, standing on scaffolding is like nervous. It makes you nervous. But I'll make it look glamorous because look at your outfits. You know, you can't do this to the public. (laughs) Do you guys paint in that? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) We did buy really cute jumpsuits, you know, the white jumpsuits, because I'm like, hey, I need those. And we haven't worn them yet because we're on a job. We're on a construction site with a lot of men and we just feel, we, are, we feel dumb. So we feel dumb. So we're going to say makes that. us feel we're like, say- we already kind of feel dumb because we're like two girls, like, you know, like, I don't know. It, it, with all that, we've, we feel like if we put that on, it would be like, we're wearing costumes. So we haven't worn them. Yeah. In any other scenario, I would love to wear a costume, but. For whatever reason, I want to draw as least attention on myself I, as possible. But we do wear red lipstick. We do wear red lipstick. We wear red lipstick yes. because we have to wear paint all over us. Like it, there's paint all over us, so at least, at least the red lipstick. Yeah, we feel glamorous. Well, now you guys are coming together for a really exciting project, which we want all our listeners to know about because it's very mm-hmm. cool. Speaking of costumes. And I know you guys have met your fundraising goal, but I still want, I mean, I know you're still accepting donations and everything. So I want, oh, sorry, Courtney, what were you going to say? No, I was just going to say, we did meet our fundraising goal, but um, we're trying to do a stretch because we want to. We want to upgrade our venue to the Majestic Theater. Right. So we would rent the, we're planning on renting the Majestic Theater for two days. And those are the days that we're going to actually film the 
um, play. And I guess we should tell you kind of, do you know what it's like? Have we talked about what it is? No, we, um, we want you to tell us everything. Okay. So just go from the beginning of this okay. and your roles. Okay. I will say that Kara wrote the most amazing play and uh, we are taking it to the French festival, the yes. Edinburgh festival fringe in Scotland. But because of we were set to go in 2020 and then, and then the world shut down. And so now um, we were so nervous that it would get um, and the, the fringe was was canceled. And so this um, we were so nervous that this year it would be canceled. And it wasn't, but it's primarily outdoor events and digital um, for so the festival. Before you go past that were you pretty bummed about like you were getting this opportunity, but you weren't able to go to Scotland for it? I was gutted, but I can, ima- I can imagine. Like I, I was thinking that would be horrible. Right. Like, um, when, but I mean, so many, so many bad things were happening in 2020. And like, I was so devastated about this. I felt like this dream was being crushed, but then I was also like, you're healthy. Yeah. <laughs> You're provided for. Yeah. But perspective. That it was kind of a blessing in disguise because now we needed, oh I mean, it's changed. Even the, the script, script has, changed. has changed. And we need, and it's it. gotten so much stronger. Right. And uh, I, we were not ready to go. And now no. we have, since we are filming it in Dallas, we're filming it in Dallas at the Majestic Theater. And then we are going to um, do the festival digitally. Yes. And it's still, and it's still like, it's still part of the festival. It'll screen there. People and people from all over can watch it. They don't have to go to Scotland to watch our show. Like you can be more access for people, more accessible. Right. And we did, I mean, like the cast that we got, I mean, like it is just, I mean, there's, yeah, I, I heard you got two of like the best background actors, yeah. actresses. Oh, in yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we got to, like, oh my gosh, I can't wait. But before, okay, so we're so excited that y'all are a part of it. Like we talk about it all the time. It's like so yeah. exciting, and y'all are gonna be amazing. And everyone in it is like the best of the best. Like we uh, even today we were talking to, to Becky Howard's doing live violin on it, and she. I mean, she's so excited and she, uh, we decided that now we need two violinists. See, this is where funding, like you can spend your funding so easily because like something like just today we added another violinist, but it (laughs) was like you had to because it sounded so much like, do you feel like your production quality is going to be like 10 times it could have been if you were in Scotland because you are doing it here? Oh my gosh. Yes. Hands down. Because now we don't need a portable set. Yeah. We were going to have to do like a real minimal stage with a portable set, but, um, and I would have only been able to have six actors there because you have to fly six people to Scotland and house house them for an entire month. Like now, so now I get to add more people into the, um, to the show and make the show stronger. And And that's how we get to have no one. Oh my goodness. And Courtney. Tell everyone what your part is in this. Yeah. Okay. So I am doing this stage. I'm designing the stage. I did all of our merch and I'm doing all the art, like painting and then, um, and kind of stylistically, although we are renting costumes, but stylistically, we're both kind of we're styling the costumes. Right. Definitely. And like we're trying to, so I'm getting to do the art direction, which is like, I, feels so excited and creative it's like performance art you know like you were made for this like I know it's kind of like how when you do things it's like you never know what the next project's going to be so like you can learn things like in from people from doing things and then all of a sudden you're doing a project that you feel like everything you've done before kind of all just trickles together it's it's very serendipitous yeah so exciting and I was, I would, I would feel very, um, lay awake, feeling very overwhelmed about this. Like, oh my goodness, I, this is a show and it's, it's so bit like, I would just feel overwhelmed and with anxiety. And then I just had this thought that every single thing that I need 
this project, I already have people that I've made connections with and just to reach out to them and then to not be, to not be worried that it's all going to work out. And that's just what we keep telling ourselves. Because I had that same thought. She had the same epiphany. And so we're like, like, this is God. This is awesome. So, okay. Kara, give the little background about how the play came to you. I love the the story about how you kind of came up with this idea. And I, and, and then I want to know um, what your, what happened after you wrote it, like what the steps were for doing something with it, like sending it to, I guess the, the fringe festival or, or what that looked like after you wrote it. Well, um, I guess it all started when I, I went on a trip to Paris and, um, we visited all the sites. I have always my entire life been obsessed with the French revolution. Like I have, I've always loved it. And, um, so I'm, I'm going to all the French revolution sites and, um, like we went to this cafe that some of the French revolutionaries would meet at. It was in, it was in the oldest cafe in Paris. And like we would go there and then you just, when you're at these sites, you just feel so inspired. And when we were in um, Paris, we saw the, um, the little theater that Marie Antoinette had. And um, when I saw it, I just thought, man, someone should do a play about this. That it was, and I did it. So like that was a few years. And then, so it was like kind of in the back of my head. And then um, I just, I, I then I wrote the play. <laughs> I didn't really know that I, w- I was thinking someone else should, but I, I wrote the play. It just all came to me. And I mean, I'm telling Courtney about this. And it, it, right then it was just kind of like a, outline of what it could be and she loved it and then kept encouraging me to write it and so then it turned into a 15 minute little short and um I took that short to the Milwaukee Fringe Festival because it just ha- it just coincided that they I had this play and they were, they were doing that festival so I did it and I I loved the I loved this Thing. Yeah, the idea was there. It was like a yeah, sketch. Yeah, it was like this sketch. We're later making it into what it is, and then, and then that fifteen-minute play turned into a thirty-minute one act, and then a forty-five-minute, and then to now, it's fleshed out to a full-length play, and that's what we have now. And I know it's very, very exciting, but like it all doesn't come together at once. It's no, like it things, didn't. It's like when you have an idea, you have to like. Like do it, put it out there, work it, look at it, keep changing it. Like, and also I'm just going to plug fringe festivals. They're all over the world. And that's just the perfect outlet to have an idea and get some friends together and just do it. And, and it, you know, it's it might not be perfect, but it no, was, but it was it'll great. be fun. Yeah. Well, and, and it's, it's pretty vulnerable for you to be like, I wrote this thing. I'm going to put it out at this pretty big festival were you nervous at all when you were submitting it or you felt really confident in what you had created? Okay. So I have always wanted to go to the Edinburgh Fringe. I'm a huge Mighty Boosh fan and that's where they started. And that's how I found out about the festival, um, years ago. So I've always wanted to do this. And, um, then I had this play, I had just done the Milwaukee Fringe. Then I kept writing the play then I, I'm like, okay, should I do the Edinburgh French? Like, is, is, should, is now the time? And I literally prayed, God, just give me a sign that I should do this. Like, like give, me, give me clarity that now is the time. Then out of nowhere, I kid you not. This is true. This is one, I'm not, I'm not making this up. Courtney texts me. Now the time is now. Stop. I don't don't know why. I just thought the time is now. We got to do this. And I and so I sent her. I sent her a gif of Thelma and Louise holding hands, going off a cliff. (laughs) And then I submitted my play to a a venue in 
Scotland and, um, and they accepted it. Yeah, they, they, they wanted to do And then I, so that's how you get a venue and then you can apply for the fringe. And my first venue. I know. So I, you were so excited to go, but I mean, I think that it's actually going to, for this play, I think it's actually going to be better that we're doing it here and we're using people that we uh, have known. Like Eric Glissman is uh, building our set and like Amazing. 40 miles is painting it. Yeah. And Cody Ross is doing the, um, is scoring our show. Yeah. We have someone scoring our show. He, um, he's from Dallas. He's like one of our friends that we love. And we used to be in a band with him at, um, called Able Youth. Okay, we were in a band. However, we did not play any instruments. Hey, I, I did sing on one. You Do you did? remember? Yes. Doesn't like sound that. very able. Able youth. And we did, we used to do like this, uh, we were like his dancers kind of. So we had like shadow screens and we like. You showed uh, me this, did, Courtney, one time. Yeah, you showed me we'll a video. Yeah, one of my friends, Todd, um, actually filmed it when we did a show in um, Denton at the yeah, old. That's the only thing that remains. At the old, like, basement. And, um, yeah, there's show. a couple of videos out there. Of but it. that's basically what we're doing now because our, our play now has shadow puppets. and shadow. Da- well, not really shadow puppets, shadow, shadow performance. It's, like, not shadow puppets. It's, like, uh, shadow da- I don't know. I'm not shadow dancing. That sounds weird. Shadow performance. I can't yeah. wait to see it because the two of you coming together on something like this, and I'm not just saying that. I mean, like, I really think like what we were saying, Courtney, like all your experiences leading up to this and you feeling so inspired by it. I can't wait to see what you come up with just visually, because I think, I just think this is like your pocket it, and not just like styling a play, but like this play, like Marie Antoinette right. and the style you guys are going for is so and with, over the top and with this person. Yes. And then Kara, mm-hmm. of course, of all of your experiences leading you up to, did you ever think you would write a play? I mean, cause you had been acting before. Yeah. I was going to ask <laughs> if it was your, is this your first thing to write? What are you going to say? I could lie right now. No, okay. Kara has always been like the most creative person uh, in the like, whoa period. No, not the creative. that's okay. the mo- you just said the most creative person. Period. period. So, okay, what I'm meaning is that like when she was little, she used to write these songs that that's I true. even had her record them. Um, I have a tape someplace that has yeah. you, a little we- girl, singing every one of them. But she like. They were so clever. And then she used to do like write skits for. Uh, I mean, I wrote all my fine arts festival dramas. <laughs> I knew yeah. too. I knew yeah. that was going to come up. And I'm, she won merit one year. Okay. That's a big, that's a big deal. <laughs> so amazing. I mean, come on. It's a big deal. Did it after us. Who did the fine arts? Totally. Sorry. Uh, right, I. Is that I, my 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 play went got third place in nationals. So merit, I I've always been jealous. And then these guys at nationals. Okay, I mean that's like thanks. So I'm just saying that's an example. She's done things her entire life. Yeah. Like, so she, like if you count those, which I yes, don't, you should. She doesn't count it, and I understand. But like she's always been that. So for me, seeing her all of a sudden write this, it made perfect sense. But for her, I don't think that she, yeah, she ever, she wants to be an actor. She is an actor. She's amazing. And that's, I think. And honestly, I'm just, I'm just, you're as an actor, you kind of have to wait until a theater does a play you want to do. And then maybe you'll get an audition and get cast in it. And I just didn't want to, I want to make my own projects. I don't want to wait and hopefully a theater that I like will do a show I want. Um, Well, and this, this might not sound like professional to someone listening, but it actually, I'm, I'm not joking. Like when you do Halloween costumes (laughs) and like your Halloween makeup and stuff, it's not like amateur hour. It's like really amazing. And so I feel like you, you do on like the small scale have been creating your own space in your life for your, your creations. You know what I'm saying? And I like so- to go really hard on themes. Yes, you do. But I think, I think that's like, 
again, you in your pocket with this one because Marie Antoinette is a look, a vibe, and a feeling that you guys are going with. And I'm really excited to see it. Right. And I think that she has such an interesting take on all of it. It's just so, um, it's just such a good, y'all have got to see this. Play. Well, you won't yeah. see it because you'll be in it. No, we can all watch it together. With we can all work. watch. You're going to do a watch party, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, we yeah, we have to. And everyone will have to wear watches and we're going to just make it a theme of watching. Yeah. yeah. Watch party. But okay. So will you tell yeah. the audience, will you tell like a brief summary description of what the play is kind of about and where if, cause now you're getting them intrigued, like where they, are they going to be able to watch it too? Like what's the deal? Um, yeah. And you're, you're just going to have to cut me off if I just keep talking because um, this is my, I could talk about this play forever. I could talk about the French revolution for literally forever. Um, but okay. So it takes place in France in 1789 which is a crucial time in, um, in France because revolution is, is happening and there's uh, the whispers of revolution fill the halls of Versailles. And the play takes place at the Queen's Theater, an actual place that you can go to now. And you're watching a play by Marie Antoinette and her friends. So you're attending a play and, um, but the play, happens to land on July 14th, the day the Bastille is stormed. So chaos ensues as the play and the ancient regime crumble. Yeah. That's my pitch line. That's, Isn't that so good? Elevator titillating. Oof. It gives me chills. I'm on the edge of my seat. I love it. Which is so fun because people are like, oh, um, I didn't know she put on plays. That's not accurate. And it is extremely accurate because they might not be what you know of her. She loved, she loved the arts and she loved to perform. And she actually did put on plays. Yeah. In little theater. And um, that it's, it's kind of like my two passions, theater and history, because this is a play about theater. And um, like anytime you go on stage, there's always an element of fear that something could go wrong. Like there's always like risk involved. Like I have night my nightmares in the middle of the night when I wake up. It's because it's a performance where I'm about to go on and I don't know my lines. Mm-hmm. You know, like those are my nightmares. Um, and so it's like takes that and then takes the freak and French Revolution, <laughs> and it just marries them together. And um, so it's kind of like the play's falling apart. It's like. A disaster play. Yeah, it's and kind that, of like a disaster play along the same lines of, I guess, noises off, you know, like we love those things. Mm-hmm. And, um, but then it's very historical because, and like I'm always having to be reeled back in because I like want to like put t- so many uh, inconsequential she historical facts. Yeah, she like puts it all. <laughs> Moments. I'm like, no, no Camille Desmolins can't be in the play because he is at Place Royale about to give a speech. You know, like, I'm <laughs> and like, I'm like, I don't even know what you're talking about. But I'm and like, no one, no one else probably, except for some historians. But hey, how the accuracy, <laughs> the accuracy is going to come across. So what's so fun is that even if you don't know anything about the history of her I mean we she's in our collection most most people know she got her head chopped off like most people most people know that if you didn't spoiler alert (laughs) I mean like even if you don't know about it it's very enjoyable play like it's um it is actually very funny it's a very it's like a very funny poignant um the script is just so good like I read it a little bit we are slightly biased we are because we're working on it and we well, it kind of depends on when you're talking to us because sometimes oh we my are goodness. like, we hate this. this is oh stupid. my gosh. That I go, I go through times where I'm like, this is brilliant. This is the best piece of theater. And then followed by, this is so stupid. I hate it. This like, what am I doing? This is absolutely. I think, I think that's normal. That's creative process. Like, you know, yeah. most people understand that. My dream though is like, and if any of your listeners love the French revolution. I just want to talk to someone that 
like just DM me because all I want to do is talk to someone that loves the French Revolution. And we'll we'll put your Instagram handle in the description. <laughs> they will DM you. <laughs> yeah, the Glass Slipper Show is the Instagram, and it is yeah. so funny. Like I love it. I know the Instagram for the play is really awesome. And so I'm guessing people can follow that to know when and how they can watch it. Yes. yes the, we, as at the moment, we don't know exactly. I know it's going to be through the uh, French festival. We don't, they're still trying to figure out what that looks like, but they are going to have like a media player. Like their own streaming service tied. Through the French festival. Uh, so we don't know that exactly now, but you can follow us and we will keep everyone uh, in and then inform and people right. can buy your merch there and that, help out with the play. We are sold out of the one you're wearing, but we really? we're probably going to reprint we're probably those. reprint them because and we have another shipment of the sweatshirts with the bows. Yeah, uh, those are really cute. Next week, mm-hmm. and then we do still have some of the tunic tees, the the pink tees. Yeah. I know it's like, uh, if I'm not painting, I'm wearing one of those. <laughs> Literally. They're so cute. They're so cute. And what date are you guys like, when is the, the festival? Oh my God. We are filming. Get this. We're filming the play on Bastille Day. I knew no. it. I knew it. Yeah. So it's very, I'm, I'm hoping like some magic doesn't happen. Oh my gosh, I'm hoping. And then like we were accidentally, you know. Oh my gosh, what if we hit like this warp, you know? And then like, because we're filming and then like that. Oh my gosh. But I think it's going to happen. The festival's in uh, August. Possess me! <laughs> it's going to be like Outlander at the Stones, but it's yes, that's what on Bastille Day. Oh my gosh. I'm like, I'm going to go She's back and waiting for someone to finally do this. Yeah. But like, honestly though, if we are, and if any like time travelers are listening, like any time Lords are listening, if we do go back, I don't want to be Marie Antoinette. Yeah, no, yeah. I would do that. You didn't end well. Yeah. I want to be a friend. I want to be a revolutionary. Um, but also it's going to be in, in August. Oh yeah. The, the play and um, the festival, um, talks is it's going to be in august the entire month of august yes and we do plan to take another play there in two years yeah we already kind of have we have to like stop ourselves from brainstorming for that play literally i literally have to be like because we, we already know what it's about, about this Guys, we don't have- you- oh go ahead Haley. sorry i was just gonna say it's so awesome to watch and see because it's like this like snowball of creativity and it's like and honestly it's like it started when you were born you know and you're talking about this is like a theme I wasn't expecting to come out but like just dragging along all those experiences from your life creativity creatively and also not and plus your bond growing over time to like it's like this big culmination except it's not because you already have something coming next. And how oh, ex- a couple things in that. I don't how know. How exciting. You know, it's just crazy because it's like you think so many times you think the things you did are in the past. You know what I mean? And it's like we have like all of these ideas that are just coming and we're like, okay, after this, we're going to do this. Like, and after this, we're going to do that. And, and he's going to play that. Yeah. I love my favorite part is getting to like create opportunities for my other artist friends like I love to um write a really good role that someone Mm. can sink their teeth into I know and I we I've been calling on people from like the old art con days like uh, when I was involved with art conspiracy and like just having them be part of things and like everyone in the cast I've worked with mostly yeah and it's like what's cool to me is like yes this culmination of your creativity but also like you're just doing shit like you're just putting your stuff out there and so many people I think in that creative process like what you were saying here like that oh I don't like it today like oh now I think it's brilliant like oh and then they just stay in with it and they never bring it out and they never put themselves out there and you guys are just like doing it like sure I'm gonna apply to the fringe festival cool now we've got another one that we're working on it's really inspiring and I think like hearing Hearing that you're doing it, I hope like other people think, okay, I should do the thing I've been waiting to do. Why not? 
you know, one of our favorite quotes that we talk about a lot on the podcast is from one of our favorite books, a simpler way. And it says experimentation does not use up opportunities. It creates more and like case in point. So like, if you're listening to this and you have like an idea, just do it. And like we, we said, you know, if we are going to fail, we are going to fail very, very hard. It's going to be so dramatic. And, and you know, it's like, people are going to be like, no one's going to hate brand. us. But no one's going to hate us that we messed, like that it didn't, like we're just going to go so hard that everyone's going to you know, applaud us, applaud us just for trying, you know? Yeah. Like I think that's the only way you can and should do it. Right. I think it's really inspiring and it's exciting and just the beginning. Yeah. It seems like y'all are on to something. Not you're not just Dallas mural sisters. Right. We are, but yeah. That's how we're <laughs> that's yeah. I'm just saying it's not just murals. You guys are like playwright, play design. Mm-hmm. Yeah, merch. we uh, we're what were we gonna say the Miles what what's the name of the production? Oh, we um put our because you have to have a name of your production company. Um for the French. And so we put the Miles sisters. Yeah. I love that. So that's that's kind of how that happened. Yeah. So I that's our that. company, which is funny because she's a Johnston. I haven't changed my name, but I'm married and it's Vera, but I just never changed my name. But you'll always be Miles sisters. But we'll yes, always be yeah. Miles sisters. Right. And it's a way to like have our family involved, you know. Yeah. You guys have really logged some miles. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Well, and we, I did want to say really quick how weird it is, how we all four know each other. Like I went to school with Haley, like you were in undergrad when I was in grad school. That's how I met you. And that you were friends with with, her husband, with Kara's husband. Yeah. But do you remember? And then we all met on Instagram and became friends. Do you remember um, you were passing through? I was living in Louisiana at the time and you were passing through Florida and like, I don't know how, but how it came to pass, but we didn't know each other at all. And I was like, you want to come over? I know because everyone that I grew up with, with your like husband was like, you would really love Kara. And I think y'all would get along. And I think we reached out on, on Instagram. And then I stayed with you and didn't even know you. I just only knew your husband, but then, and then we connected with Courtney because she got involved in art con and Courtney is like our best friend friend in our best friend group we do like everything together and I mean it's just so well, crazy before the pandemic we haven't seen each other in I know. Yeah. But we still so, did our we still did our Christmas exchange <laughs> that was the cutest I love it I love it so I know. it is wild how we all kind of met and Haley, Haley had a show when I was doing the art gallery mocha art gallery Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. And I remember going to Haley's senior year of college, her big art show, and you were doing your master's program art show in the yeah. same building. And I remember that's- going to see it because she wanted me to see it, but I didn't know you. So- yeah, I that show, but um, yes, I remember your stuff was awesome, Haley. It always is awesome. But like, I was like, man, this girl, because I was in grad school and she was like undergrad and we don't hang out with the undergrads, whatever. But anyway, I was like, this girl is the coolest. (laughs) Well, I obviously thought that about you too, because we just linked up there in ArtCon. Yes. It's so weird. So anyway, that was just so random. Well, and Courtney, I think you're a brilliant painter. I know that you're taking a break from fine art and I think that's great, but I also love your fine art. I think it's such like your concepts are so cool and it's kind of how celebrity neon Courtney. It's that weird, like, um, twist, like unique way of seeing the world and what's happening in the world that I think makes you special. I mean, and it's similar to kind of what you were saying about Kara, like her, it's not, she's not just putting on this historical play. Like it's this unique twist on how to see the world and like something that's unexpected, you know, that most people don't think about it that way. And it causes people to think. And I, yeah. So we love it. We're excited for you guys. And we're so 
happy that you're on our dear friend podcast because you are dear friends and you get it. And just the fact that your souls are connected and you're pushing each other forward is beautiful and should be on display. We love to see it. <laughs> and y'all have got to watch this podcast on YouTube because you they look. just look too cute for color TV. It wouldn't be, yeah, it wouldn't be as cute though if it wasn't colored TV. No, no, I don't know. We might look good in black and white. You would. There's Mm -hmm. a narcissism. (laughs) Thank you guys for chatting with us. Oh, Oh, thanks for having us. It's so fun. I loved that interview with them. I am so full of joy and inspiration. What was your favorite part? Well, I know I say I always like I'm after an interview, I'm like, that's that was my favorite interview. But I think that was one of my favorite interviews because it was so funny to me. I mean, like, well, okay, it was funny to me because they're hilarious to me, but also they their energy is really contagious. And also I just felt really inspired after the conversation. Um, I think my favorite part of the interview though was how this like culmination of all the things they had been doing in their lives separately, they feel like they're standing in a moment where it's all for, for a reason and, and it feels purposeful. And like, I have felt like that, like you and I feel that way about this podcast, like we mentioned. And I just feel like that's such an amazing feeling whenever you're doing all this random stuff in life. And then you step into like something that makes you realize why you experienced all those things you did, you know? Totally. And, and I'm so inspired that they get to do it with their special person. You know, it's just because I always feel so lucky that I get to do something I care about so much. And that fills me up so much that I get to do it with you. And so I know that it's, it's not even just that they're in their kind of personal wise kind of right now, but that they're doing it with the person they are the most connected with. It's, I'm very inspired. I feel lucky to know them. I can't wait to be part of the show, see the show. Y'all, we're going to be posting a bunch of this week that the episode's up. We're going to be posting a bunch of information about the play so that you can be following their Instagram for the Glass Slippers show. And we'll have it in the show notes because you guys have got to follow their journey on putting this thing on and then watch it whenever it's in the Fringe Festival um, since it's going to be virtual this year. So maybe, maybe this was a great thing to introduce people to the Fringe Festival who didn't even know about it. It's an amazing event. And we hope you guys really enjoyed the Miles sisters, but also um, felt inspired by their creative energy and putting themselves out there and just like trying, trying. Yeah. Just trying. And I, I kind of love that we touched on the like um, success and failure kind of doesn't exist because they are embodying that they're just trying a bunch of stuff. And then sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, but it turns out every experience we have we use it for something. Well, and I love that they said, and if we fail, we're going to fail hard. <laughs> I love that. Like if we fall, we're going to fall hard because you're going to just put everything into it. Why not? Why not? It's brilliant. All right, guys. Thanks for listening to the Dear Friend podcast. Wait, we got to do our pledge. Oh my God. I was about to say. Oh, that. we cannot yeah. not do it. Okay. Ready? Hand over your heart, Yale. Put your hand over your heart, Walker. Okay. I'll start. I pledge allegiance the flag of the United Mates in America. And rarely in public is where we stand. One friendship under God. Indivisible. But we can't do that. We can't separate. And just us. Live Purdy. No. Forgot the best part. Live Purdy and just us for all for all we hope you guys enjoyed this week and uh, make sure you follow us on instagram and follow these mile sisters you're going to want to they're hilarious guys you got to see their outfits too i mean we got to post a picture we'll post a clip too on instagram if you're not watching it on youtube y'all have a great week and we'll see you next time